on, everybody get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss listen no. It's the Premium Pete Show. Homeboy, I came to party. Hey, hey. your girl was looking at me. Hey. She's a haggler, no, I'm not tagging her, but you don't want them boys to come over and start asking you. Yep, ask them. What you want to do, nigga, nothing. What you trying to do, mm-hmm. nigga? Hey. What you want to do? Hey, Elmine, what you trying to do? Get it. What you it. trying to do? <laughs> nope, I need a few drinks. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need I some. Start. Hey, what, he what, said yeah, he need yeah. a few drinks. What, what is um your drink of choice, Elmine? Um, you know what, for a long time, uh, I'll fucking put myself on the spot. I'm from Jersey, so. Okay. okay, ain't nothing wrong with that. So, in my clubbing days, it was uh, Long Island. Long Island, I <laughs> yes. Wait, so you're from Jersey, but the drink of choice is the Long Island. It's so Long Island. <laughs> I, I used to come to New York City to go clubbing, and uh, and it was Long Island. But, nah, I, I stopped that a long time ago. I'm not really much of a drinker, but uh, it'll either be um, uh, whiskey on the rocks. I'll, I'll go Jameson on the rocks. Strong or um, lately it's been red wine. Mm. That's my thing. I'm a red wine kind of guy now. Which which one? Cab or uh, Merlot? I, Cab is cool. Uh, Merlot. I'm a fan of Merlot. I like know. a Malbec. Malbecs mm-hmm. are good too. Malbec yeah. may have a baby. If Malbec you is it Mal? Malbec, yeah. I'm black. It's no, no, it's not wrong. Mal, Mal. Is it all or out? Malbec. You know, you know. One thing that's funny about wine is I, I'm a big fan of wine, and yeah, yeah. the reason why I like wine for is, and I tell people too, it's like, it's like I'll have people like come out and like take me out to eat or take me for a drink, and I'm like, what do you want? You know, and like they give me the look like, motherfucker, I'll order you whatever you want, and I'm yeah. like, give me a glass of red wine, and I'm like, what the fuck? Stop! Like, <laughs> come on, tell me what you want, and I'm like, no, I want a glass of red wine. And the reason why I like wine for is, is, is one, is I, I love to eat, and I think wine is so beautiful with eating. Yeah. But more importantly, I don't like anything to take over me to a point where I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And the thing with wine is it makes you so smooth and, like, you know, like, yes. when, when you're, like, if I'm, if I'm tipsy on wine or I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up on wine... There's no way someone's shaving my eyebrows now, off. Now, one time I got before. too drunk off a of red wine. See, that's a different story. Now, I'm lying. I had a couple of tequila shots, but still, when I threw up, most of it was red wine. Yeah, I don't want to hear about no. fucking throwing up. Anyway, listen, yeah. it's drunk off it the has, wine. Welcome it's back to another episode. We got Ilmine in the building. Producer hey. extraordinaire. I will say this. <laughs> Musical Entre- genius. I- entrepreneur. Oh, my God. Thank now, you, I got to say entrepreneur, and I'm going to go into it right off the fucking bat. Let's do it. Most people don't know. When they think of Ilmine, they think of producer. Yeah. Think about somebody making beats, somebody creating music. And also, I want to get into it. I know that you have done some things with movies now. Yeah. But not yet. Hold yeah. on. Hold on to that. Okay. The... Um, <laughs> The entrepreneur part is Ryan Leslie. Why don't you tell people about you know some of the stuff that Ryan Leslie created as an app and that you got involved in? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a yeah. minute. I feel like for the internet that don't know him, he should do a quick like spiel. Let us know him and then go. Can spiel. I please? No, there's no spiel. No, a, no spiel. We'll go over a quick, each song. Come on, he okay. has a he, he has an elevator. Pitch. You know me. I work with. Jesus, I work with Jay-Z, I work with Lady Gaga, I work with... No, I'm just kidding. Um, Got songs with the devil and Jesus singing on the chorus. I mean, listen, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it later with with the discography and all that, but um, I've been... I've had many um, stages of my career, so, I mean, I don't... I can just choose, like, an era of ill mind, right? So, like, you know... When I first started, it was like, oh, Illmind is known for 
working with Little Brother and mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. with Ninth Wonder, and you know me and Ninth Wonder trading beats on AOL, Gmail, AIM, and shit, and <laughs> like learning from each other. So it was like that era of Ill Mind, and then it was. You know, uh, uh, working with G Unit and Fifty Cent, and being with Shamani Excel as my manager, and then getting my foot in the door that way, um, and then from there it was you know records with Kanye West, and then Drake, and then J Cole, and then you know Future, Gucci, movies, all that. So Gaga, Damn. yeah, I mean, I, I really have been kind of like. I've been through many different layers and milestones in my career. So when I get asked that question, it's it's always funny. It's not funny, but it's it's a little awkward for me because like I don't even really know what to say, you know. Um, and it's weird because there's so much more I want to accomplish. I feel like after all that, I feel like I'm I'm only just getting started. Yeah, so. no, it's it's almost like social. First of all, congrats on that type of Thank list. You. I think that just helped yeah. build the resume even more. But the thing that it's almost like social. And when I say that is, picture someone taking uh, pictures with somebody or being around different people like the ones you're mentioning. Mm -hmm. And then it's like people look like they think everything's okay, not knowing that in between some of those productions that you were probably still struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, people see the beauty, like, oh, he worked with Kanye. Like, you know, know, I remember, like, I tell the story all the time um, with the Combat Jack show, when we were in our mid, when we started to really progress, I was working at the bakery. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was working on a night job, like, you know, uh, delivering bread to a bread truck, to just dropping stuff off, like big boxes and shit. Anyway, make a long bread. story short, I was with Big Daddy Tight. Kane, mm. my idol, one of my idols, and he's talking with me, he gives me his phone number, he's like, yo, Pete, give me a call, we'll build on some things, da da da. And then I literally had to change into a fucking, like, jogger pants and Crazy. go go into the bakery, right, like <clears> 10, <throat> 15, 20 minutes right after that. So as I'm th- walking throughout the bakery, one of the uh, guys that I was working for was like, where the fuck are you? Get the semolina bread. And I'm like, I'm, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I was just with Big Daddy Kane. Who the fuck cares about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for most people see that, knowing that, you know, that comes out, you know, and they see the pictures, they're like, oh, you know, Combat Jack Show, Pete and Reggie and all these people are with Big Daddy Everything's okay. Right. People think like that. Yeah. So, you know, but we'll go, in, we'll, we'll go into that because I, 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 I know your journey took a while you know, even when you were doing things. Yeah. But let's go to the Ryan Leslie, like I was telling you about, and mm-hmm. what he did entrepreneurial-wise that you got involved in. Yeah, so um, back in, back in, I want to say, I want to go back as far as 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, one day I woke up and I had this idea, and I said to myself, okay, what would happen if I released a drum kit? So for those who don't know what a drum kit is, it's basically like, a digital download that you can get on the internet and it, it's a folder that has, you know, a bunch of like drum sounds, sounds that you can use for producers. So like, you know, producers using Fruity Loops or like NPCs or like Ableton, all those, all the software, you know, you, you wonder like, where do they get the sounds where they get them on the internet? Right. And they download them, they buy them, etc. So around 2011 was around the time where, producers weren't releasing their own drum kits. You right. either, you know, you had like knockoff drum kits like the DJ Premier drum kit or like the Jay Dilla drum kit or like even like a, you know, a Manny Fresh drum kit. And none of this shit was legal. It was all just like in in this like underground circuit and, and there were knockoffs. So in my mind, I was just like, well, I wonder if I have enough fans, producer fans, who would purchase an Illmind drum kit. So what I did was I put together and I made my own drum sounds, right, like from scratch. And I put it on, like, my blog site at the time. And um, and I 
thought of a price point. I was like, well, 20 bucks. I would pay 20 bucks for this. And it had like 150 sounds in it. And I put it out and I didn't really think anything of it. And I woke up the next morning and I looked at my PayPal account and it was like at least $2,500 that I mm. didn't know was going to be in there. So I was like, yo, this That's shit crazy. is crazy. So then the next day, like it's selling even more. And then like, I'm like, damn, this is turning into something. So then I eventually released volume two. And then the sales like tripled when I released volume two. It was like more sounds, more money? More sounds, more money. Yeah, exactly. Question. Mm-hmm. When you say you made the beats from the, from the sounds from scratch, so you're like mm-hmm. banging on the drum. It's a combination of like banging on stuff, Blowing pause, but then, like, pause, pause. but then like digging into like records and manipulating okay. sounds and like making them into my own. It's almost like uh, painting a picture and, you know, blending colors and using paintbrush techniques but i'm still buying the paint from still getting the paint from somewhere you know what i mean so um so i'm just making them into tools so anyway i did that the sales skyrocketed and then i told myself well i i need like a store i can't just like put a paypal buy now button on my blog like that's not gonna work so then um i i migrated the business to um a, a program called shopify which allows small businesses to uh, release product, digital and physical. And uh, that was around the time Shopify was kind of like a couple years in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined that and I migrated everything. And then um, I just started to release more product, you know, better artwork, more, you know, promo material. And um, that was when social media was really starting to grow. Everyone was on Instagram and Twitter by then and Facebook. So um, as that business started to grow, that was around the time I started working with Ryan Leslie. And that was also around the time that he started developing his Superphone technology, uh, which, long story short, allows for you to connect with your customers in a in a more personal way. So instead of you know, releasing a product and promoting on your Twitter, right? You can take this list of people who have purchased from you and continue to sell to them directly and you do it all on your phone. So, you know, they're getting text messages from you and saying, oh shit, Illmind texted me that there's a new drum kit coming out. So imagine texting, you know, 5,000 people all over the globe. They're getting a text from Illmind and then I'm replying back to every single one of them with the automated system in Superphone. And so you can imagine, you know, if 5,000 people get a text, you know, 2,500 will reply. Right. And out of those 2,500, 50% of them are going to buy something. That's so dope. And this so, was your core audience. You know, now what else were you selling on there? You were selling beats? You were selling, what else were you selling? So I, w- Merch, I wasn't right? selling beats. Um, Not beats, but the kits. Yeah, it was it was drum kits, um, sample loops. You know, I had some merch on there. Um, that was pretty much it. And then I incorporated some other shit too. Like, um, I started doing this, uh, this thing called, um, uh, was it the feedback? It was uh Sunday. Every Sunday I would have producers submit a beat and then I would go on Ustream and then critique their beat live on Ustream. Mm. And they would like pay to like, it was like a pay to play thing, but you know, it was at a very low price point. But so. where, where did you, where do you come up with these things? Because one thing I like about you is that. Not everyone is doing this type of stuff, and yeah. it, and 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 you know I don't know if you want to. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Yeah. No, no one is doing this type of <laughs> okay, stuff. Okay, there we go. In See, a very humble way, talk that shit. I'm not even gonna like. Yeah, I mean, listen, no one was doing this shit before I did. Well, let's even go even further because, and I don't know if you want to reveal some numbers, but I think sometimes it's sexy to do that. 
I remember you showing me one time about like because Ryan Leslie has showed me. No, no. Yeah. Let's always try to think I'm I dig in people's it. pockets. No, yeah. but it's inspiring. You made millions off of this stuff, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you had them try to maybe for well, a million, a million. You know, no, a million. I mean, the IRS pretty much yeah, took they, most they took of it. it all. So, you know. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. No, but what I'm saying is, is, is it's a hustle. Yeah. That is very successful. Mm-hmm. That most people may not even know that you do. Your core audience right. may know. You know, and it's funny because I was speaking to you know Ilmine off air. Listen, I was telling him how you know one thing I like about um, Ilmine is that he's humble. Um, you know, but I think a lot of people may not know, um, they may have heard of him, but they not, may not know his work. Right. But he seems to have an audience that is core to believing in him. And I think that's more important because sometimes I think people have a million followers. They really only have a thousand supporters. Yeah. yeah. So having a strong core audience is something that you have. And I admire that. Yeah. You know? Thank you so much, man. And, 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 you know, it means a lot. And so, you know, I think in my mind, you know, the, the, the reason why I do the feedback thing and the drum kits and all this stuff is I don't, I'm not driven to do that stuff for the sole purpose of, you know, maximizing and making as much money as possible. It's all like shit that I feel like I would want as a producer and stuff that's just fun. Mm. So like uh, the reason why I started the feet, the, the critique beat critique thing was because I would probably buy into something like that as a producer and yeah. like it's a lot of fun to do. You know, I actually I enjoy all the shit. So I would never do something if number one I didn't think it was fun or two I didn't think it was valuable to my community. Now you know now, I mean? now let me ask you something because I'm not a producer. Mm-hmm. People who buy these what are they called? The it's kits? like drum kits. Drum yeah. kits. Yeah. Have they have you seen some success out of that from them? Meaning, or were they able to do things with them that really has helped them propel? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, over the years, the 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 emails and the feedback and the comments have increased. You know, every day, um, I get emails every day like, "Yo, you know the." I love the kids. I love this kid. It's helped me so much. And, you know, like young kids, just like mm. 14, 13, sure. 15 years old, like, ill mind, you're a big inspiration. Like I, I started, I learned how to make beats like last year. And when I, when I copped your drum kits, like it elevated my, my beats to like the next level. And I'm like, so it, it, it's, there, there's different, everyone's being impacted differently. You know, you have kids that are like, getting their confidence boost and sure. like really b- being able to believe in themselves because they're using better sounds. And then you have like the other side, which is the more like semi-established to established producers who are using it. So, I mean, at this point, um, you know, the kits have pretty much appeared in every single pop and urban hip hop music release for the past four years. Mm-hmm. So like it's on Kendrick's album all over Kendrick's it's, it's all over Bruno Mars's album. Um, even like uh, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Taylor Swift's last yep. album. Um, like, how do you it's, know it's on, though? Like, how do you know? Because I like, made the sound, so like I just know. That, I know, like, yeah. Because so I'm, I'm just like a scientist like, with it, so I'm like, yeah, that's my snare from. He smells it. He smells from this, this yeah. So it, it, it's it's creating this sort of like wave in modern day music, yeah. and it's really I never would have imagined that that would get to that point. You how know, one second. Yeah. What? How did? Illmind come where the fuck is right that's what, I, that's what I love come on like. <laughs> the name yeah what, what was that from so one day uh, I was when I started first making beats um, which were they were terrible by the way but uh I was making beats, and my homie, uh, this guy Phil, um, Philly Blunt, DJ Philly Blunt, that's what he was, went by back then. Wait, what about DJ White Owl? 
<laughs> <What's that? laughs> Not again, again. Yeah. So uh, he heard my beats one day, and he was like, "Yo, man, like these beats are sick. Like you got a sick brain, man. You have like a sick mind. Like what's what's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't know." And then he said, "Ill mind," and then it just once he said it, it was just like "ill mind," and then it just stuck. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. I just I like I like started an AOL um, uh, email account. And I named it Illmind, and then the number. I'm not going to give the, the address away because right. I still use it. Um, but yeah, so I, I so I made that, and then I just started naming all my shit Illmind, and then that's how the name stuck. So. How did you fall in love with hip hop though? Like, could you not traditionally like the Filipino? So, like, yeah, like you're not Filipino. That yo, yo, <laughs> from the islands of the Pacific. Bu- building no. on her, and, and you're from Jersey. From Jersey, born yeah. and raised. Uh, building on her question, you know, it's funny too because. I, I dated a Filipino girl growing up, and their no, mothers. I think they're me that. Their yeah. mothers are crazy, man. Yeah, they're like, yo, there's a comedian out there. I don't know his fucking name, but yo, he was so spot on because I never forget she played volleyball, and when she came home, she was all sore mm-hmm. on her like her hands, her kneecap. So my mother would put Vicks on everything. Vicks. I don't know if Filipinos do that. Bitch. They do that all day. Like, like my when growing up, my mother said put it on your chest. This, yeah. She was putting on her kneecaps, a fucking yeah. Vicks solves everything. <laughs> Just yeah, throw the Vicks on yeah. and, yeah. and you know, more importantly... Icy hot. More, yeah. and, answer the question of how you fell <laughs> in love with hip-hop. But more importantly, the reason why I say that, being a Filipino, man, there's so many things I know about that culture. They don't really believe in, yeah. in you stepping outside and following a dream. Not at all. The fuck is a dream? Not at all. I mean, listen, listen like, I'm, my generation is like... The, the, we're, we're born in America, so most of my generation's parents are from the Philippines, right? Mm. So they came to this country with, you know, following the American dream, just like any other immigrant, right? So they came here and they're like, well, most of them who are coming here were in the medical industry. So it was like nurses yeah. and doctors. Like, I bet your yes, ex's mom yeah, was a yeah. nurse. Yeah, yeah, short hair glasses. Short hair, nurse classes, yeah. probably four, four, eight, seven. four, seven. Uh, yeah. Feeds, you know, <laughs> yes, it's like clockwork. So they came to America and they're like, well, yeah, I want my kids to either do like, you know, nursing or like accounting or, you know, that whole thing. So it's really not common at all. Um, You know, so for me, I, my dad was a musician, Mm. right? So I think that had a big influence on me. He was Um, a guitarist, right? Yeah, he played guitar. So, you know, I just grew up with instruments all over the house, just like my uncles played instruments. And so I was just surrounded by it. And so, um, you know, that had an influence, but, but coming up and deciding to do this full time was definitely very, very tough. I mean, it took years for my parents to even like really understand what it was, you know? Um, so how, how explain that? How, how, and when did they believe? Because I know a lot of people, not only music that had to convince their parents of what would work. You know, even like I have a friend who, the kid who, uh, bought Ewing Athletics. Yeah. A Jewish kid, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he, his family, I believe, was in hotels. Not to put all his business out there, yeah. <laughs> but he used all his money to fucking buy the license of Ewing and bring this brand back. And his parents are like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what, are you what, doing? what are you doing?" Yeah, and it turned out to be successful. And it yeah. turned out that the, I think it's five years running that it's back now. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is, he had to convince him that. Yeah. When did you convince your mother? And I father? remember. Th- I remember the day, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like this one thing, and then like everything changed. Mm-hmm. But I think the first moment where it was like, oh, for my parents, like, oh, okay, I th- maybe this is something. Was right. uh, I think it was two thousand seven or two thousand six. Um, I uh, Scratch Magazine, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 
did an interview on me and I had a one page spread in Scratch magazine and Dr. Dre was on the front cover and okay. that, that was when they were talking about detox, which is funny. They're still talking yeah, about it. Yeah, still talking about it. And so I remember like going to uh like CVS or something in Jersey and I saw like the rack and I saw and, and I bought and I copped it. And I brought it home, and I showed my mom and my dad, and they were, like, mega happy. They're like, oh, my God, you got your thing, whatever, Dr. Dr. Dre. Because they know Dr. Dre, right? right? They know Dre. Um, and then the other time was when um, me, I was taking my mom to go see my brother one day. And um, we went to, like, CVS, obviously. Like, again, CVS we went to. It was, like, <laughs> up the block, like, by my mom's house in Bloomfield. And, like, it's just, like, a super, like quiet jersey neighborhood right so it's very neighborhoody and uh we went into cvs and like i'm with my mom and we're waiting in line because she had to buy something and like the guy at the cash register knew me he's like oh my god ill mind what whoa what like is like what are you doing here i'm like yeah you know i live here and my mom was just like looking like wow my son is like she's happy my son is like a, a nurse D- my son is a d-list celebrity wow the ca- nah, the cashier knows she him. was a she was so like, she thought boy. i was a shit you know yeah. and, and that was like a little validation for me like yeah you know cash knows me, I'm, you know in know the I'm out here i'm out here yeah now make so. some did you have a cvs rewards card did i did you? not okay. i should have i don't think they had those back in the day i'm saying it was there so many times you and your brother do you have other siblings just one brother yeah. what does he do he's an accountant he's a nurse oh, yeah, no, he <laughs> close my bad I'm sorry yeah 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 shout out to my brother he's my older brother two years older <laughs> than me he's an accountant over at KPMG he's doing this thing but he, he's got music too like he plays piano and shit and like he has he has it in in, in his blood too so we'll, we'll, we'll go back we'll bounce around that's what we do um, yeah. you know just of the journey of Illmind yeah. you know um, but you know Just Blaze um, became a friend of yours yep um one thing I love and I and I experienced and seen over the years is he calls on you to do things. Like he yeah. has like a crew of people yeah. that he calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he called maybe it's Arab and you yep. and I don't know who else it is, but like just as like the conductor. He's a conductor. And he knows people well enough to get them involved in production credits and everything. Yep. You know, t- tell us about some things that you worked with Just that he has called on you before. Yeah, um, well, first time I met Just was at a, an event called Beat Society. Um, but I think it was back in 2008 or something. And um, and so I met him there, and we kind of, like, built from there. But uh, I guess the most recent one was um, the Slaughterhouse album. Yes. So this was summer of 2013. I can't believe that was, what, four years ago. It should probably be shelved. Crazy. I don't know. I'm knocking on wood because I still want it to come out because yeah. it's amazing. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, he just was working on a Slaughterhouse album with the guys. And um, he put together just like a, a Voltron fucking team of producers. Producer. And we worked over at his old studio in Harlem. And it was uh, it was me, Just Blaze, Cardiac, Justice League. A-Rab music, and then Frequency was, like, popping in and out. Mm. So, like, that was, like, the crew, and Q-Tip came a few times. So that was the crew. What did you particularly do for them? Just what you do, or was there a certain thing that you would... It was, was like, me in one room, Justice League in another room, and then, like, Just Blaze and Cardiac in another room, and we would just, like, go back and forth. So, like, we're all on our rigs, our computers Mm -hmm. and keyboards, and we're just making stuff. And then, like... You would have like you know Crooked Eye and Joe Budden in the A room like tracking vocals with Parks and Q Tip, and then like me and Just Blaze are like in in the B room, 
making beats and like trading ideas so it was just very much like a a super uh creative environment and we did it for a month and and we we pretty much finished the the project after that so you know just boys is like a coach That's yeah another, for sure i, I, I we say all look up to him but yeah he, yeah I, I, he, he's fucking like a coach yeah and he knows when to make the call and you're his like third base coach and no disrespect to yeah. anybody else saying like justice league and all you other producers are very talented yeah. but what i'm saying is it takes a lot for not only you guys and for him to be able to put your egos aside. Not saying you. you don't, I don't yeah. even think you have a fucking ego. Yeah, no, I'm an asshole. Okay, you are, you are, no, you are. But what I mean by that is like to create greatness like that. Absolutely. And he's looked me out so many times, you yeah. know, like, you know, Pete, like when, when I, when I d- was doing my little producer, yeah. you know, showcase, yeah, whatever yeah. you brought him through and yeah. it was just this whole connection. So like, he's, he's very much a supporter on the other side, on the other stuff too. And like, I just, I look, not only look up to him, but like, I appreciate his um, willingness to just go out of his way and do certain things. You know what I mean? So Shout shout to Just Blaze. He really is a conductor, man. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and that wasn't just a small producer showcase. Oh, the yeah, black yeah. It was, was cool. Popping. That shit was popping. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't just do that. <laughs> no, no. Like, now, now, you know what? The Speaking Blap of, is the reason why yeah. Just Blaze and Swiss Beats did what they did. That's true, what I feel. True. Speaking true. of Blap, speaking it is of Blap, true. When, now, you create... First of all, I, you know, I have to... I'm giving all these shout-outs tonight, <laughs> but I have to give a shout-out to A-King because yes. he was hosting Blap for a while. Yep. And I'll tell you one thing. You know, um, A-King, sometimes he's a fuckyberg, but I will say this. He's a very big supporter of you. Yeah, I he's love always, he's, he's always, always a champion for you, always, you know, behind yeah. closed doors, too. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it, it also led me to want to know more about you back then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I attended a multiple couple of blaps. And, yeah. But how did that even get created, and what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, so that was, um, that came around the same time that I uh, released a drum kit. So, uh Blap, B-L-A-P, it just stands for Beats Love Alcohol Party. Mm-hmm. And I just thought of this idea where it's like, well, you know, what if I took a, a, a handful of music producers, some up and coming, and we just like set up our laptops and just play our beats and that's it, right? And it sounds like a simple concept, but when you put that together in in, in, a, in a, you know, a, a venue with like a bar and then like a sound system it just the energy becomes it becomes something else you know what i mean and so you know that's what it was and we did our first one at um uh, this low this bar in the lower east side and then it just every new one we did it just grew and grew and grew and till eventually you know we we ended up doing it at SOBs i think that was the last one we did that was in 2000 what was that 13 or 12 um, the last Blap showcase we did at SOBs, and it was like me, Just Blaze, ASAP Ty, Static Selecta, um, Buck Wild. It was a crazy thing. It was completely sold out. Like we we sold the whole night out, and it was just producers playing beats. So um, that was my whole thing. I just wanted to create a producer thing. Yeah, you know, and one thing I liked is when I was there, um, men and women. Um, and people of all different ages, what I liked is they would listen to beats. Now, sometimes some of these producers would play beats that they, you know, made for different artists. Yeah. And then you would be like, oh, shit, that's dope. That's the guy who made it. Because right. sometimes you don't even know it. Yep. Right. You know who these people are. I mean, it's, of course, the fame producers, but sometimes you don't know. Um, and then they would play regular beats. And what I would love is people would nod their heads in that room and you would hear people talk like, yo, I could see 50 on that. Yeah. Exactly. Or, yo, <laughs> yeah. yo, I could see, uh, uh, you know, I, I could see Fab on this. Yeah. You know, and people uh, 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 just just thinking of who they could see on these beats. And I was like, yo, this is, 
this is a fucking nerdy fucking beat it junkie really fucking is. party. It really is. But that, I'm fucking with it. Yeah, that's what it turned to. That's what it was. And like, it eventually got to a point where like A&Rs were coming through. Mm-hmm. Like Riggs Morales came through mm-hmm. to a couple and like a couple others. And they would just come and scout. And, and I, I would imagine that probably opportunities were, were happened because of that showcase. But um, it was just a fun thing, man. And like I said, it was just something that I would always have wanted coming up. And so I just created it. And Why it, and did it you happened. stop? Uh, we, we stopped, um, I think, a, a number of reasons. Uh, one was I, I don't think we got to the point where we properly monetized it to, to, for that to make sense for us to keep doing it. Um, but also that the SOB show is just so big. It just ended up being a thing where it's like, man, we got to make this shit big every time. So I made a mistake. So the last one we did was actually in L.A. Um, after the SOB's one, which the L.A. one was also sold out. And it was, um, man, it was me, DJ Khalil, S1, uh, who produced Power for Kanye. Um, Denon Porter, Dr. Dre came through. It was That's fucking crazy. legendary night. Like, That's crazy. He, it was I can't even begin what to did explain. He do? Did he, did he put the plug yeah, he didn't in know. He was supposed to play beats, and he decided to just chill, which we were totally fine with. Right. I mean, what are we going to say? Fuck you, Dre. Like, no. He came through, and once he stepped into the building, it was just like, in my mind, I was like, yo, Dre came to my event. This yeah. is crazy. And then afterwards, we like went into the studio with him, and then it just that trip was crazy. But um, so that was. So you can't one. just run over that. How how was it? How, <laughs> how was Alice it? was there with, with, no, with us. How, shout out to Atlas. Yeah. But how was it working with Dr. Dre? Dre Dre is uh Dre is everything you think he will be when you first meet him. Um he's he's a he's like first of all he's mega intimidating. Number 1, his energy is just so like it's aggressive but very relaxed at the same time. But when you see when you're with him in person it's like this is fucking Dr. Dre like in front of me. You know what I mean? Like we're breathing the same air. So (laughs) just that thought alone is crazy. And then when you get into like creating with him and for him, it becomes this whole other thing. Um, But the, we had a a really cool experience with him. Um, We're in the studio and this was before um, the end of the um, uh, uh, Compton, the movie came out, the straight out Compton came out and he was basically showing us like demo takes of the movie before the preview before everything and um so it was just surreal he showed us the scene where um easy e was like he was in a hospital Hospital bed and he was like crying right so he showed us the raw footage like with the numbers on the bottom left hand corner he and that scene was actually like a full one take scene like five minutes long of him crying devastated obviously in the movie it was much shorter so like shit like that, like he showed us raw footage and I'm standing there and I'm thinking to myself like, yo, I'm sitting here in Dre's studio and Dre is showing us the NWA movie, the raw version, like what is life right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, being around him, it's it's always something mega epic that happens. Tell, so. tell, 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 tell the listeners about, you know, you worked with Kanye, you know, um, how that happened. What, what song was that right off the, was that the Good Music um, album? Yeah, it was the, the Cruel Summer album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I produced The Morning, Morning on yep. there with, with um, a million rappers on it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but how did that happen for you? So, um, so that came about through my homie Rhymefest, mm-hmm. um, who's from Chicago. For those who don't know, he's one of Kanye's uh, good friends and a collaborative writer. 
So um, uh, uh, the short story of that is basically in 2010, me and uh, Sky Zoo, mm, shout um, to Sky Zoo, uh, me and Sky Zoo released a, an album called Live from the Tape Deck. Mm-hmm. And on that album, we had a, a feature verse from Rhymefest. So back in 2010, when we were working on that album, we got Rhymefest on the verse. I was able to kind of build a r- rapport with Rhyme, with Fest. And so um, from 2010, after doing that thing with him, we kind of kept in touch, right? So we, you know, I would hit him up every so often. He would hit me like, yo, I'm working on my project. Like, you got any beats, whatever. And I would always just send him beats, send him beats, send him beats. So then fast forward to, um, I want to say late 2011 um, or early 2012. He's like, yo, um, you know, I'm going to be in, in the lab with Kanye. Like, just send me beats, you know what I mean? Send me beats. So I sent him a bunch of shit. And... um I think it was August of 2012, which was a couple months before Cruel Summer came out. He hit me up and he's like, yo, I'm in Hawaii with Kanye right now. I played one of these beats that you sent me and Pusha T jumped on it. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep you posted. So I was like, I bet we got a Pusha T joint. Cool, cool. Nice. Um, so then a couple hours later, he hits me back and he's like, yo, Kanye just laid his verse down. I think Raekwon's about to jump on here. Two chains. <laughs> he's like, it's becoming a thing, whatever. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's getting real. So then I, I had sent him, like, the audio stems, right, to the to the song. And um, we start feeding back and forth or whatever. And then I get a text from Shay Pope, who um, is with good music. And he's like, yo, Il, what's up, man? He's like, yo, I think Kanye wants to use um this song we just did for the cruel summer album so i was like all right dope yeah rhymefest told me that you guys were recording all right dope so then in my mind i'm like all right yeah this is like real this is about to happen Mm -hmm. so then a couple hours later i get an email from someone from i think it was def jam and uh she was like hello ill mind um so uh, we just need your, your attorney info and your publishing info for this record you have on Kanye's new album, blah, blah. So once I got that email in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm on this sure, album. Man, like, man. this shit happened. So um, that was it. And then from there, the album came out, like, I think a month later. And that was it. I sent all the files out. And then Mike Dean and um, Travis Scott ended up doing some co-production on it. Kanye changed up a few things. And then it, it just ended up being like a dope posse cut. Now, so. do you feel that, um, you know, I mean, you've done a lot of work, but do you feel like the morning gave you like the recognition you deserve? I think the morning, it, it's funny because I think the morning was a milestone in terms of, okay, what is Ill doing post G-Unit? Mm-hmm. And like, where is he going from there? Um, because at that point it was like the drum kits were booming, starting to boom. Um, and you know, I was doing a little bit of work here and there, but I I think the, the Kanye thing kind of put me back in this light of like, okay, like he's current, you know what I mean? Like he's like, he's, he's here to stay, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I think in a way it definitely, it definitely pushed me forward to a certain extent. But but it, it's it's crazy when you talk about the recognition thing because, it you know, there's so many levels to that shit, man. Yeah. Like, you know how many producers now that you guys have no... If I said their names, you guys would have no idea who these guys are. These guys have 100 followers on Instagram and have these guys have produced, like, the biggest fucking records you guys can ever here you know what i mean and so there's this like it's an interesting it's very fascinating discussion because 
what sort of what dictates um, recognition. You know, I mean, are we talking like Swizz Beats, Timbaland, Neptune's recognition, or are we talking, you know, Metro Boomin, Mike Will recognition, or even Boy Wonder recognition? Because Boy Wonder has just as many hit records as Mike Will, but for the most part, no one knows who Boy Wanda is, right? For the most part, no one knows who 40 is. Now, now and then you, there's other levels, you know what I mean? So it's, well, we a, it's just 40 because of Drake. Right, but your everyday person doesn't know 40. Right. Like, my mom doesn't know 40, but my mom knows Kanye. My mom saying. knows Swizz Beats. My mom knows Timbaland. Right. But they're know? also artists. Exactly. But, but, and not saying you're not an artist, right. but, you're, but, but, but keep in mind, you in this day and age... Your art also, you have to brand yourself too. Exactly. And you, to, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're the type of guy that you, you don't come off as this cocky trying to like be a popular guy. Right. You're really trying to perfect your craft. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, don't get me wrong, again, you have built a great audience yeah. of people that fuck with you. But when I say like recognition too, you know, um, you know, it's funny because I feel like when you say Mike Will made it and they say what Boy Wonder you were saying? Yeah. You know, you think about it. Mike Will Made It has every type of track with Mike Will Made It in the beginning. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much branding that is. Oh, yeah. Look, look like Just Blaze. Oh, yeah. You know, when people hear that, Just Blaze? Oh, yeah. You know, or you hear, like, you know, uh, uh, Justice League. Yeah. You know, like, like, think about it. Those things really mean. So you don't hear a Boy Wonder, right? Yeah. You don't hear a 40, right? Right. You don't hear an uh, 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 L-Mine. Yeah. You know? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, yeah. you got something new coming. Anyway. Is it going to be like a Russian girl saying ill mind? Yeah, it, it is. Ill mind. <laughs> no, it's a Filipino accent one. Oh, really? Ill mind. No, <laughs> that's not even Filipino. It's like Korean. Well, now, 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 take us through. But also, too, yeah. it's like Chad Hugo. Like, Chad Hugo's fucking Filipino, bro. Yeah. Like, people don't know that. People don't know Chad. Yo, actually. Chad did everything. From the well, Neptunes, right? A that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. He did Ooh, everything. Hold on. Years ago. But Pharrell was the face. Yeah, Pharrell yeah, was the right. face. So I think that's where the conversation is interesting because it's like, how it, it depends on if the producer is, is wanting that limelight or maybe they're content with, you know, like 40 comes off as the type of guy who's content with where he is. Sure. You know, like he's not trying to be Talented. the guy in the videos and the. The shit, you know, the 40, produced by 40. Like, he's not trying to be that guy. So there's no right or wrong. I just think it's a very fascinating conversation. So. I think it's iller to be behind the scenes and get all the money. Yeah. Like, because well, well, you don't have everybody in your business. You can still true. go to the store, take your kids to school, chill. That's why with me. Well, it's I over have for no me because I can't go to CVS. So. <laughs> I can't. Like be endorsing you. I can't go to CVS. So yeah, it's I know. Apparently, oh, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> now let me ask you something. Years ago, you went on record uh, promoting the fuck out of this guy. Are you still promoting Drunken Tiger? Yeah, yeah. Now I'll, you told you, you told, alter ego. No, Drunken yeah. Tiger. Tell tell the people who don't know. So who the fuck Drunken, Drunken Tiger, Tiger is. is this super legendary rapper from Korea, South Korea. Um, he's like the Jay Z of South Korea, basically. <laughs> um, and. Uh, he is an amazing person, amazing rapper. He, he raps in English? He raps in English and Korean. Okay. Um, and his wife, uh, who goes by the name of Yoon Murray, um, a.k.a. Tasha, uh, they're both English-speaking, too. Awesome. She's like the Lauren Hill of Korea. Like, the, they're out of here. Like, uh, when I flew out to Korea, when I was working with them heavy, um, you know, we would literally be in, like, a van and go to Starbucks, and the whole block would shut down. You know what I mean? Like... 
billboards of them like in like what the equivalent of Times Square would be. Right. So they're like mega stars, like out of here, out of here. Um, but like very, very humble. So what is like, he rapping about, Drunken Tiger? Um, he's very deep. He almost reminds me of like Eminem in terms okay. of like the deep emotions that he kind of portrays. He's venting. Yeah, he's venting. He's venting. You know what I mean? He's like anti blah, 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 blah. Right. So, um, yeah, shout to Drunken Tiger and you and Murray. Like, I haven't... They're like the Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah, pretty like, much. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, it, it just... Lit. But the game changed out there. You know, it's different now. It's like, it's so driven in pop now out there in Korea. Like, K-pop has taken over. They're still like in the mix of the k-pop stuff but like they're they're considered like old school now you do know koreans I mean? support each other in um, the hip-hop world i, I, I want to say yes i want to say yeah i i believe they do you know what i mean like have I mean, you worked with chad uh chad 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 hugo oh um no i haven't no no i haven't not yet i would love to um but uh, yeah i think i think koreans definitely support each other i've seen like shout to dumbfounded and my homegirl aquafina you know she's in the new um was it the oceans uh oceans eight there's like a new oceans 11 movie coming out so right. she's in that and um so yeah i mean i think they support each other because you know yeah. how black people we're not always supportive in the hip-hop it's true world well well you know we don't spill over into our yellow brothers and sisters. <laughs> well listen for any filipino listeners that are listening mm-hmm. is there a filipino rapper that maybe we don't know of right yeah you know? um his his name is apple the app and he's what one the fuck sounds like it's on yeah. itunes and he's he's one third of the black eyed peas so really there it is. oh yep that was the my one. man apple yeah, yeah. that's hot yeah wow. we, we me and apple just did um last year before trump uh, became president, me and uh, I had the honor of uh, of rocking at the White White House um, with Apple. We did um, this. Uh, it was like a Pacific Island, a Pacific Islander like cultural uh, weekend, and uh, we got called in and um, I DJed a little bit and performed with Apple. So shout That's to dope. shout to Apple. I like the Black Eyed Peas better before they got Fergie anyway. Yeah, like when they was just Will well, I Am, Apple, me, and Taboo. Let me that say, was my shit. let me not to spoil, but uh, I was just at Will I Am studio in L.A. His his studio is like. A fucking it's I can't even say anything about it because I signed an NDA. Oh, he's but high. uh, but it's at it's crazy, and so they're actually they're working on on a project her too. Uh, I mean, I've sat there and listened. I mean, she's cool and everything. But shout I like to my man JJ, um, uh, Will Will's guy. But um, we me and Atlas literally sat there and listened to like four hours straight That's of so Black Eyed Peas music. And when I tell you guys what they have in the stash, that's the joint. That's the jam. Oh, it's still my stuff. Listen. They're 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 gonna come come back with some shit. They're working yeah. on things. Let me ask you from being Filipino mm-hmm. and meeting certain people. Do you ever think like um, people judge the way, say you know, just being Filipino and not really your craft yet? You um, ever feel that way? Uh, you know what? It's so it's funny because I never felt that way. Yeah. Um, I think the only real comment that I got was from Shaw Money XL mm-hmm. um, back in oh seven oh six when I first signed with him. Uh, he was president of G Unit at the time, yep. and uh, when I I remember the first time I met him, the first thing he said to me was like, "Yo, man," he's like, "What do you smoke, man? You're like, uh, your beats are crazy. You're fire. You're like the Filipino fire." He called me. <laughs> he literally called me Filipino fire. So that was the only like comment in terms of recognizing my nationality. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, luckily I I've never really gotten like any comments. I'm sure people have like met me for the first time, like, "Oh shit, this dude's like." Yeah. He's Asian, like yeah. that's cool, or yeah. that's 
whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's never been like a negative thing. And I think people like Shaw Money, executives like that, are looking for something different. Totally. You know what I mean, and and I think that they 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 pride themselves on finding something different. You know, to bring to the table. Yeah, and you know, it works to your advantage too. I think for me. I I guess I guess maybe when I meet people or when I've met them, like I'm more memorable, I guess, because it's like, oh, he's like that Asian Asian dude, you know, because yeah. there's not really Asian. too many. Right. Thank you. Yeah. But there's not too many of us really in, in the hip hop producer just produces in general. So I, I think I think that, you know, counts. You get probably, groupie love? Um, yeah, to a certain extent, you know, it's mostly nerds, though, you know, <laughs> I got a lot of nerds, I love my fans, Got man. some We're girls nerds. popping up at the telly, like, yeah, L. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Beat on this. About to give you that L, ma. <laughs> yeah, he ain't never right? had a brain like this. <laughs> now, now, make sure, the, the first time you met 50, mm-hmm. you know, did you do any work with him in studio, or was everything was outside? You know what, he, he never, no, I never worked in the studio with him, mm-hmm. but, um, we've, we've been, to, you know, like we've met up multiple times about you know different things and um you know i guess the closest thing to that would be me and him kind of like in a room and i'm just playing him beats and he's playing me shit that he recorded and um you know the experience with 50 in the studio is like again it's kind of similar to dre where it's like you would think he's like this super intimidating guy but he ends up being just like a really nice like just when he's working on music, he's he, the passion comes out. What yeah. about Lloyd Banks? You know what I mean? Because I feel like he's like the undiscovered diva. Like he has his taste, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like he got his just due. Like is he lazy? Like what's yeah, going on? Yeah, no, I, I don't know lately because I haven't been in the studio with those guys in like the longest time. But um, ba- Banks, Banks is super cool, man. Like they're just all cool. Like Yayo is one of the coolest guys I've ever met. No, he like, seems cool. He's an amazing person, you know. So. I don't know about lately, like, what they've been doing. Like, I saw um, Yayo and Banks probably, like, two years ago. That was the last time. But um, I'm, I'm sure they're they're working, so. Yeah. Hey, listen, never stop working. Yeah. You know yeah. Uh, You know what? I want to take a break, and then we're going to come back. I want to go into the black podcast that you do now, Okay, too. cool. You're doing a, listen, Ilmine's doing a bunch of fun. I know, because Avian's <laughs> on that Al. Yes, Shout out a- to her. Avian from the engine room. So listen, yeah. we want to hear more about uh, some of the, you know, people you worked with. We want to hear about more Filipino stuff, Filipino food. Yeah. Anyway, internet, listen, grab yourself, uh, give me a Filipino snack or something. What is it? Um, let, let's, let's No, not seaweed. No, not seaweed. Uh, How dare you? Let, let's go with uh, let's go with uh, lumpia. Give me a give me some lumpia. lumpia. That's a good bud. Go get that lumpia. Break it get up real lumpia. nice. Get your lumpia and uh, get, grab yourself something to drink. Don't go nowhere. You listen to the Premium P Show with Miss Listen Knows. Ilmine's in the fucking building. Yeah, boy. be right back. Ow. Yo, check this out, man. It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, the head nigga in charge, HNIC. You know what I'm saying? Repping at Queens, New York. Chilling, man, right now, man. Just kicking it, you know what I mean? With my homie, Premium Pete. And this is the Premium Pete show with Miss Lissa Knows. You know what I'm saying? Now we do it, kid. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere. Real shit, one. Internet's and we're back. Same here with Illmind. Elmine, listen, yeah. the journey of a Filipino is uh, is definitely different <laughs> than most. It's different than most. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't involve uh, nursing. nursing or, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And there's nothing wrong with being It's amazing. Nurse. But, yeah, definitely, I don't know, I feel I feel very um, humbled. No, and, and, and you know what? I always said it shows, you know. Another thing I want to talk about is your Blap Chat podcast. Yes. Um, you know, in this day where everyone is doing a podcast, mm-hmm. again, I feel like you come <clears throat> with something different. 
Yeah. You know? Well, tell us what the uh, podcast is about. So it's uh, about music production. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, no, listen, it, it's it's just a way for us to express our views and talk about everything and anything in music production. So it's for the music producer up and coming or established. It's for audio engineers. It's for people who are just fascinated by the behind the scenes of how records are made. Um, so I think, you know, our show is part, you know, our personalities, but it's also part educational very informative. and very informative. I mean, we, we always go out of our way every episode to talk about something relevant that has to do with um, the upcoming producer, whether it's, you know, um, networking or whether it's uh, what music publishing is and what it means to sign a, a publishing deal. Uh, how do you make money as a music mm. producer? What um, if I'm a music producer and I'm 17 years old and I have 100 beats in my hard drive that I made on Fruity Loops? Do I sell them for $20 a piece or do I hold on to them and sell them for $5,000 later sure. on when I'm more popular? And get credit so, for it. And them. get credit for it. So what do you do? Exactly. Listen to the black. What episode is that? I want to know. <laughs> yeah. No, wait. Yeah. There's a lot to know about. There's a lot. Yeah, here. it's a lot of shit to talk about. But uh, but what I wanted to. How long have you been doing it? So we when I first started it, it was called Blap on the Radio. Okay. Right. Um. And we started that back back in 2011. I want to okay. say. Um. Uh, 2011 was the year that I started a bunch of shit. You know okay. what I mean? So that was one of it. One of them. And then we transitioned into Blab Chat last year. And so the, the Blab Chat is like the new, like rebranded show, and and like the format's different. So. And and you tap. So what what we have is we have uh, four people. Yes. Right? And I love that you brought some ladies in. Yeah. Oh, we had to. And and, had and to a friend of ours, a friend of ours, Perfection. Perfection. I'm here. I'm she, here. She, she, <laughs> branding purposes, Perfection. That's Perfection. <laughs> no, no. Okay. You, one thing. One thing I like about uh, Perfection. I can't believe lately. I'm calling her Perfection. But, <laughs> but one thing I like about her is she's like you. Even though mm-hmm. she's young, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, you know, um, I feel like maybe a star in the making, like we were speaking about. Yeah. But she does like a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. I think that's what uh, success is growing up in these days. In this industry, I feel like, you know, you just can't only do one thing. Yeah. And you got to be able to be good at a lot of things, you know, beats, um, you know, just, just your people skills, your branding skills, yeah. maybe manager skills, marketing skills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I say it all the time. Perfection is a superstar. Thank I you. tell that all the time. I <laughs> How mean, did you guys meet? Um, we actually met here um, at the holiday party a couple yeah. years ago. At Engine Room, yep. Yep. A couple years ago I met her and then um, we just like knew a lot of the same people, looped back around, linked up with Atlas and mm-hmm. and they linked up. And who's up, the other then, person? Uh, so it's uh, so it's me, Perfection, Atlas, The Plug and Glam who is um, an artist from the Bay Area. She lives here now. Um, and uh, she she raps, she produces. She's got a very unique perspective on, on music, too. Yeah. So. Glam's dope. From She's a, super dope. Yeah, from a woman's perspective, uh, what would you break down the Blap Chat podcast as? I mean, it's pretty much what Illmind said. You know, it's it's very informative. It's for the music. It's the music producer community. So it just, you know, it talks a lot about you know, how to make it in the industry, how to network, you know, how to kind of um, take your creativity to the next level, how to mm-hmm. learn. And, yeah. you know, for me being an up and coming producer, it's very inspiring working with someone like Ilmine because a lot of the conversations that we have on the show, you know, I take it in from for myself, yeah. especially yeah. being a female yeah. in the music yeah. industry. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, 
female music producers that Why are out there that? on the scene. Yeah. I think I think there are a lot. Who are? Do you name? Do you well, know, do you I, know I think some? Um, Missy, like yeah. out there though, like yeah, you know, there aren't too many name. out there, but I think they exist <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, I think it's growing. It's definitely growing, and and you know, I think just to piggyback on what Perfection was saying with, with the podcast. We we are sort of like acting as a voice in a way yeah. where it's like, yo, we want to be the voice for for you guys, the community, mm-hmm. the producer community, because at this point in 2017, just based off of numbers and the way everything is just growing and growing, there's definitely more than a million producers globally. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So more than a million. Right. But there's probably probably um the same amount of rappers that there are producers yeah. at this point and i'm not even gonna argue that there is so th- it's a huge fucking community mm-hmm. there's no voice there's no union there's no there's no like person taking control and championing and educating the community right so like I, for what it's worth, like we want Blab Chat to be that voice for us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. And that's why I respect what Ilmine does because he takes, you know, the producer community and he just, he's growing it. Like even from doing a podcast to doing Blab Kits and doing events, like that's very important. Like he said, the producer community doesn't, like it hasn't had a voice in a long time. Mm. And now in 2017, the way music's shifting, you see a lot of different platforms talking about how this production was made how this song was made. And it's interesting because I don't know if you spoke about like the exclusive um, I didn't, not episode, yet. but you know, exclusive actually was the one that produced all the way up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just in conversation with him, we figured out if he didn't go through the circumstances that he went through, he would have never produced that song and it would have never been a number one hit. Yeah. And the artists on it would have never charted sure, or sure. been yeah. nominated for a Grammy. Sure. So just to, to hear those stories is very inspiring and it's it's important, you know, in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. and he I th- is a nucleus. Yeah, no, yeah. and I and I think I think what's more important is that just people get a chance to learn something because I think to, to be honest with you, we live in a in a world where many people don't know as much as they believe that they do. True, right. and yeah. you, it's crazy, but it's right out in Front Street for yeah. you. Yep, like you can listen to an episode of whatever that you're really into, and you can learn so much. Yeah, like I'm sure producers like that's the thing. Like it's funny because it's like even me. Being around for a long time, I don't know a lot of things about uh, uh, producing and 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 how they get credit or how sure. to beat or how yeah. how this happens. Like even like it's funny when you mentioned before that uh, you got an email from Def Jam. Yeah, I've heard that from multiple producers, but I never knew that that they that I guess they do the work to get you your production credits. Sure. So then I guess you could go through what Abscap or or yeah. Or, I mean, it would be a situation where like your lawyer would step in yeah. and they would. Kind but of I take but I'm it, saying yeah. somebody like me who really don't pay attention to that side yeah. would never know. So I think it's important, not only about just the Blap Chat podcast, just to have people who are doing this type of stuff yeah. to be able to It's very people. important. I mean, think about it. Mu- mu- being a music producer is one of the few careers in the world where you are an entrepreneur and you're literally a one-man team. And on top of all that shit, there's pretty much zero resources out there when you really think about it. I mean, you can go to school for medicine. You can go, you can learn how to be, just be a rapper and get a deal, right? You can go to school for this and and gather information, but there's nothing out there for music production, literally. Like, what Mm -hmm. if you're, like I said, you're a 17-year-old kid making beats on Fruity Loops and then Gucci Mane uses one of your beats. What the fuck do you do? Like, uh, 
you sit there and say, okay, I'm going to get paid. No, you're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. First of all, mm-hmm. you need an attorney to go over a contract, which, by the way, the contract is going to be very shit. I'm not talking bad on Gucci. I'm just talking in, no, general. Right, right, in general. The contract will be shitty because that's just the way it is. And if you don't know any better, you're going to sign it and you're not going to do the right thing and you're going to get fucked for your publishing. So, mm-hmm. And that happens every day. Every day, man. Someone gets fucked over because yeah. it's a kid who's willing to say yes to give me $500 for a beat cash and the and the project ends up selling a million units. Yeah. Or just not even knowing the business side of it. You know, there are a lot of young producers who know the creative side of it, but they're mm. not focused on the business side of it. So yeah. they get lost. Yeah. And literally, there's no, there's no resources. I mean, you have Blapchat. <laughs> and right. then you have, like, you know, YouTube. YouTube. What about, what about, um... <laughs> yeah, YouTube. You're right. There's not many, but what about even um, what's this kid's name? Uh, I standard. Don't he do? A yeah, I standard. Shout, shout, shout to Jay out Hatch and Jay Don. Hatch, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean they. You know they do like the beat battle. They're in the beat battle circuit and they do panels. You and did all a that. rap, I think, with I standard, right? I did. Yeah, I've I've done. I've judged a few of their showcases. Yeah. So shout to them. They're 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 contributing to the hip hop the the producer community for sure. Um, but you know, and they played their role. But there, there's no even outside of them. It's just like. There's no education. Yeah. There's none. You know, it, it's funny because you look at somebody like Just Blaze, and mm-hmm. uh, he speaks about how he had a handshake deal at Rockefeller, which is fucking amazing to me Crazy. that he was able to get all his credits and, and everything because you don't find that often that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like in a day where you just shake your hand with somebody, like right. mo- money's the root of all evil right. to where when it comes to that situation, everything gets fucked the fuck up most of the times. Yeah. So to see, yeah. So anyway, to learn about that, especially for young people, you know, I think that's important. Now, now, wait, now, does it come out every week, uh, Black Chat? Yeah, we do it every week. Um, so, yeah, we do it every week. We're on, um, we're iTunes, on iTunes, SoundCloud, yeah. SoundCloud, the whole thing. But uh, if you want to know more about it, just in general, just go to blabchat.com. Now, who perfection? It's it, funny. I'm still calling you perfection. Um, <laughs> but I know. Call that I know. I know. I know. I know. In this room, I we were acting, it. and her name was Sandra. <laughs> yeah, Sandra Bullock. Like, it's um, funny that. I'm who are you fucking Sandra. with? Um, as far as being younger, you know, than Ilmine, being an upcoming producer, being someone who loves music, mm-hmm. particularly hip hop. Nice lady. Mm-hmm. Who? What artists are you fucking with? Artists. Um. I mean, you know, I like the the most common, obviously, Drake. I think Drake's amazing. I think, you know, he he got it. You know, mm-hmm. I me personally, I don't hate anything he does. I think mm-hmm. what he's doing, it works for him. Kendrick Lamar is great. Um, some of the younger cats are interesting to me. Um, let's see. I like Dave East. Mm-hmm. Dave East is cool. Shout um, out to Dave. Shout out to Dave, for sure. There's so many people that I can name. Um you know, a lot of people nowadays, we talk about the state of music, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. with all of the mumble rapping and all the young artists. But there are a couple artists that catch my attention. I like little Uzi Vert. I like his energy. I think there's something fun about energy. him. You know, yeah. his, his records are dope. You know, obviously, when people are comparing the the young rappers to the old school rappers, the MCs, music's different nowadays. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, so I like little Uzi Vert, Drake, Kendrick, Dave East, Manolo Rose is cool. Mm. Who else? There's so many people. I, I like the name. kid Russ. Really? Russ, Russ is, is amazing. Dope. Where's yeah. he from? Uh, where's Jersey. Russ from? Is he from Jersey? Yeah. Oh, hey. Look at that. Yeah. Hometown yeah, home. yeah, Russ. I forgot about Russ. Just, you know, trying to think off top. But I actually saw Russ at uh, Webster Hall. Okay. Mm. And it was very He's interesting dope. because it was sold out. 
all of his fans knew every word and dedicated dedicated and you know he he kind of was throwing shots because he's like you know these these influencer folks in new york you know they're very hmm. and you know you hear a lot of artists say this even joey badass with like radio and things like that but you know the influencers only get on your wave when it's a wave sure right? sure so you know he was criticizing that like you know i've been on like look at my fans they they're reciting music that's from 2013 oh. So that's like real love. But, you know, yeah. he keeps going and he does what he has to do. His shows sell out. His music's amazing. So I fuck with Russ for sure. That's so interesting, though, like the whole conversation of like getting on the wave when it's like popular. Yeah. But like that's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, so Some it's people, very delicate, man. You know, like human beings aren't going around and saying, yo, you're dope because you're dope. Let me just like co-sign yeah. things that are not as popping. Right. But I think in the industry is a little weird because you weird. do have certain people that will like shade you. And then once True. everyone like rides yeah, with you, yeah, it's like, they jump oh, okay, on. Then they cool. jump on. So it's like I, I get that in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, And it's true. There, there's been artists that I didn't really pay attention to. But once they were out there more, I was like, oh, OK, like now I'm listening because you're in my face. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and, and there's some people, I think, that um, have the vision to see somebody become stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who just... Don't didn't even yeah. realize. I mean, there's yeah. people around that you see people like, you know, you ask them like, what did you think? You think Big had it? And people say, oh, yeah, he had it. You know, but some right. people may not know. You know, it's almost That's like true. I give example like uh, I think it's like something like a uh, like Ed Woods. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with him. He's a lawyer, Ed Woods. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. You know, um, actually used to be a lawyer. He with was just on Love and Hip Hop. Ed Woods. Yeah, on Love and Hip Hop. No, but listen, one thing about Ed Woods, I say he's the kind of person I remember him saying something one time where it's like. We were talking about something like, you know, where we're trying to get money for some sponsor. And say we said, oh, we'd like to get, you know, just say $50,000. And he's like, no, I think we should get a million. Mm. And we're like, what the fuck? Are you crazy? But you need someone like that yeah. to, push you know, you. push and see the vision. And then when he comes back with a million dollars, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know, because sometimes I think some people, they don't want to step on, you know you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. So so when, when you talk about getting in the wave, you know, I think it's like a... It's, it's, it's a yeah. balance that yeah. you have it's to be It's interesting even that conversation with the artist like Little Yachty. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like don't like him. They don't like what he represents. A lot of people feel like his image is forced, mm-hmm. especially with like his new album. A lot of people were criticizing his album artwork because it's like, okay, they feel like the industry folks are just pushing that image because it's going to work. It's like, right. okay, you're talking about like, you know, male on male relationships. You're talking about people with insecurity, and I think that's dope. I feel like I if think you he's the voice that, of great. the outcast, mm-hmm. right? And didn't he have uh, two guys kissing on his album? Cover? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot yeah. of people were criticizing him for it. Since and they 2017, felt like, they felt right. like it wasn't authentic. They felt yeah. like the industry insiders were pushing that because that's the image that people want to see. Yo, I found myself the other day uh, singing a, that song, I Spy, running down. Yeah, Ky- like, with Kyle. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing? But I like it. Yeah, brainwash. <laughs> yeah, uh, brainwash. Yeah. Uh, now, you know what, uh, Ilmine, take us down to when when, when you, you know, were with Shaw Money, right? Mm-hmm. You were making music for who? The whole G unit? Yeah, it was G unit. So, yeah. so fifth. Yeah, year, that yeah. was around the time when, like, Mob Deep. Joined, yep, joined yep. the label and like MOP. So it was a lot of like them too. Um, but yeah, for the most part. Did you have, uh, you know, being that you were signed to Shaw Money, did you have access to when these guys were doing an album? Yeah, yeah. We, we had first dibs. So okay. it was like, 
it was like me, um, Jake One, High Tech, um, uh, Black Jeruz, I want to say, um, a couple other people, the business. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. What was their creative process like? Just making beats. It was honestly just making beats and sending them over to Shah. That was it. I was a, I was in the cave. I was a, I was in uh, you know I was just like. Are you the kind of person in. that like goes in the house, doesn't shave, not changing clothes, just making beats, figuring out sounds? That's you. Well, I don't grow facial hair, so I don't <laughs> shave. You're Filipino. So I'm Filipino, but um, I yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean. Wake up, make beats, and then go to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. It was literally just, and it wasn't good for me personally. Like, I. I took I put everything else on the back burner and just focused on that and I guess it you know obviously worked, worked out, out but um that, those were the grind days man yeah. do you have sure. any regrets I don't have any regrets no I don't have any regrets that's good that's yeah. avian with you being a lady perfection perfection I'm, girl I'm sorry cause people <laughs> perfection with that timestamp perfection <laughs> who are your musical influences like we talked about the people you like now but mm-hmm. like making your beats like on the come up like who did you look up to Swiss Beats Especially being that he's, like, from the Bronx. You know, I'm from the Bronx. So it's inspiring to see that, you know, someone from, someone where I'm from can make it and, you know, just take their skills to the next level and just do bigger and better things. Kanye West, of course. Um, Timbaland. I think Timbo's great. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see him and Pharrell, you know, go at it. Pharrell, of course. You know, those were, like, my top, I'd say, you know, that. Super producers. Yeah, I mean, they are super producers. I mean, and even the young cats now, you know, are very inspiring to me. I like what they're doing, like Metro Boomin, you know, even a lot of the producers that we talk to. It's inspiring for me because, you know, they're relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the conversations that we have with them, even like what Ilmine was touching on, you know, a couple of minutes ago is like sleeping in the studio, you know, staying up all night, like, you know, not paying attention to anything else that's going on in your life, but your goal. And, you know, sometimes that can get tough, but hearing, you know, their stories and seeing how they just kept pushing, how they made it is very inspiring. Yeah. So what keeps you like going? Because like at face value, like you see like perfection mm-hmm. she's already pretty she already worked as a manager at engine room like you don't have to be making beats mm-hmm. and it's already hard for a lady anyway so yeah. why do it i think it's it, it's a passion you know i love music I'm, I'm more technical i've never seen myself as an artist as far as like singing or rapping you know so the technical aspect of creating a song is i'm passionate about that and i don't necessarily look at it as like well, I'm a female in the industry. I acknowledge it, but to me, that doesn't push me back because that, I don't think being a female or male to me kind of really dictates how hard you work. You know what I mean? So, if anything, they'll remember you. It's just yeah. like being, it's like being Asian, right? Me <laughs> and you are minorities in this, by yeah. the way. Right. You know, no, so really are. For me, just you know, seeing the people that I'm around and hearing their stories kind of just motivates me because again, it's relatable. You know, we, we talk a lot to a lot of producers, even ill mind. Every time we have a conversation, it's just like, you know, people were in the same predicament as I was and they overcame that. So as long as you keep going and you believe in yourself and you surround yourself with the right people, you're going to win. Yeah. True so, that. No, I and agree. I always mention, like, I had a conversation with Angie Martinez, you know, mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. And I asked her, like, what keeps you going? You know, what keeps you motivated? Because, you know, like, 
life is tough. Sure. You know, you can be motivated and happy every day, but there's shit that will really bring you down. And we're human and that's normal. So, you know, I asked her, like, what keeps you going? And she's like, there's no other option. Yeah. And I always think of that. There is no other option. It's either you win or you fail. And There's no I'm plan not, B. Yeah, it's it's plan A. And, you know, for me, it's like I can't give up because I can't s- see myself in the future. Like, okay, yeah, well, I just Fuck gave up because B. I was I got lazy. Right, and, it was and, hard. And, yeah. and it's important that you mention that, too, because it's like people look at you to do one thing, what they what, what they believe in. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. they think of like, you know, I want to hear a beat that Ilmai makes. They don't give a yeah. fuck if you're depressed or yeah. don't give a fuck and yeah. not to saying that they have to care or yeah. that they have to know exactly but what I'm saying is people don't realize that you know maybe your aunt passed away mm-hmm. somebody was very close to you and she used to make you lumpier you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah. exactly shout out to Aunt Cornelius. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cornelius. Um, and those kind of things Tito. can inspire you to even work more yeah you know yeah, yeah. And, those, and, and those are the moments you know I remember uh, like two months ago mm-hmm. there was like a I don't know where I seen it but there was a topic that we were talking about that I don't know if you didn't uh, like producers to sell beats to indie artists. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me about this. Shit. I went on a little rant. Yeah, what uh, happened? That, that kind of went. What a little, happened? <laughs> it went a little. Far. What happened on my <laughs> on Twitter? I just wanted to speak my mind one day, so I was just saying like, I went on Twitter and I basically said, all you producers who are selling your beats for ninety nine cents, like. And twenty dollars and thirty dollars. I basically the message behind it was that you're um, undervaluing yourself, and you're basically just doing it for the money, right? So imagine a scenario, right, where you're a producer and you're selling beats twenty dollars here, fifty dollars here, hundred dollars here, maybe even five hundred dollars here, and you're selling these at frequency um, so often, and you're making like two three thousand dollars a month right so on paper that's like whoa this is great like i'm a music producer i'm making beats full time i'm paying my rent i'm paying my phone bill with the shit but i'm selling my beats to a bunch of struggle rappers so 90 percent of the the rappers that i'm selling my beats to i i hate i'm not a fan of right right i'm not co-signing that shit like if they put the song out with my beat on it like i'm not gonna retweet that i'm not gonna put it on my instagram i'm not proud of that song but i took your money you know what i'm saying and i'm doing it so basically what i was saying was if you continue to do that you're gonna reach a point in your life where two years go by three years go by and what do you have to show Literally, think about it. Right. What do you have to show? I mean, you've been able to do it full time, which is great. But, but like, your body of work is trash. Your body of work is trash. <laughs> your legacy is is trash <laughs> for the most part so far. Do people so get ha- mad at you? Well, so yeah. yeah. So basically, what I said was was the whole point of of producing music is that you have a passion. You want to be great, right? But at the end of the day, what I've researched through my Twitter, you know, research was that not everyone wants to be great. People out there are content with, you know, paying their rent and and providing beats to struggle rappers. Mm -hmm. Someone's got to do it. I'm not doing it, right? Perfection's not doing it, Mm -hmm. but, like, someone's got to do it, and they're banking off of it. I mean, there's guys out there that are literally making six figures a year from selling beats to struggle Mm -hmm. rappers. I'm not mad at it. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is that it's it's probably going to be hard for you to be great. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I always say like we've had this conversation several times on Blab Chat. Aside from you know his Twitter rant, because he did get a lot of feedback, so we you know we brought that conversation onto Blab Chat. And I think you know again, it's 
all about your vision, your goal, the bigger picture. A lot of us, you know, producers up and coming or established, we see the bigger picture. We want to work with A-list artists. We want to develop artists to reach that level. So we have the passion to work towards that. And, you know, sometimes in the beginning, you got to do what you got to do. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur, but you still got to work a nine to five in the beginning to save yep. money mm-hmm. and, yep. and yep. invest in yourself. So it's understandable if you do sell beats, you know, in the beginning. But what's the ultimate goal? Like he said, are you just selling it to are you selling them at twenty dollars or ten dollars to make money? Then that's what you want to do. But ultimately, you want to see the bigger picture. You want your music to be charting you want to win a mm. grammy sure you, you, know, you want to yeah. yeah. make want to so, make real money yeah, yeah. so right. i think it just depends on your vision you know i think the music producer community there's a lot of producers out there that want to see the bigger picture you want to get a placement with drake you want to be on kendrick's yeah, new listen, album but there's some people that are just like man i'm just throwing 100 beats yeah. out a day and getting 20 bucks this is paying my bills i don't even care listen if you're if you make beats and you're selling beats to struggle rappers and you claim that you don't want to be great First of all, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Second of all, you're lying. Mm-hmm. If you fucking if you're passionate about making beats and making music and being a producer, you want to be great. Yeah. You want the fucking Grammy. Right. You want to work with Jay-Z and Drake right. yeah. and, and 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 develop artists and build your legacy. You want to. I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you don't, why the fuck are you doing right. it? Right. You can just get a regular <laughs> regular job. See, Think like, about it. When we have these conversations and we've seen people like on social media selling beats for like 99 cents. That's you're, like a waste of time. Dude, you're, dude, you're wasting that's a bad more money. Chips. Yeah. yeah, you're wasting Not more even. money. Not even. Like, sitting chips at are home. like two dollars now. Yeah, dollar forty nine. Dollar forty nine. Right. M and M's. Like you're wasting more money sitting at home. Cents. You know, buying like you're buying gear and all this shit to make your beats. That's way more expensive than a ninety nine cent. Yeah, beat. and so, I, like, I, what's the point? I get it. Even you know, I'm obviously I'm, like a, a million people going to buy that one trash beat. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but you know, I get it because you know, it's like somebody has to say something to protect. The uh, uh, the you, the culture mm-hmm. of producing or right. or the producer community, right. so yeah. to speak. You know, I feel like uh, you're trying to be a shop steward. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 really just protect because there is you know um, a higher level available, and things like that could hurt it. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. it also comes down to the relationships you have and the people around you. Because yeah. I think a lot of people that you know and a lot of people that I know aren't selling beats for 20 bucks yeah. or $10. I think those are people that are maybe trying to make it and aren't networking and they're just like on Instagram posting clips of like Drake-type beat, sell right. it for 20 bucks, <laughs> And they don't know how to really yeah. push right. their music or network to get to the next level. I see that a lot with, I could be wrong, but I see that a lot with young producers that are just kind of like, what we call bedroom producers, where they're just at home knocking out beats, but they're not networking to get to the next level. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's important to have a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in yeah, anything you sure. do, I think you should try try to, and you don't, you don't force it, but mm-hmm. I think you should try to find a mentor mm-hmm. in whatever you do, because I think that it will help lead you to the place that people are more experienced yeah. and that people could, you know, uh, um, cheat code. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. People could, could, you know, people could, you know, I guess put you in a better situation than you couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and let you know, you know, think about it. How many times you can ask somebody like, you know, Oh, I was getting it for $50. Just say, I'm not talking about beat anything. Right. And somebody like, Oh, you go down the block. They have it for here. Yep. You get more insight being around yeah. people with the same, more common, knowledge. Yeah. Extreme, you know, yeah. You know, when we say, when we toss around the word like industry, 
right? Yeah. That that what we're, we're referring to is a person, mm-hmm. like people. Like when yeah. they say, "Oh, the label, the label right. this, label that," it's a fucking person, right? Like that says yes or no. Mm-hmm. So, like at the end of the day, like you know, when I kind of realized that, uh, you know, when you realize that everyone, everything is just a person behind that thing, like, then oh. you, then you, yeah, then you realize how important it is to just have relationships. Now, what are you uh, working on now for the people to know? <clears throat> um, man, a bunch of stuff. Um, movie doing, credits too, right? Didn't yeah, you? yeah. Just did some stuff for Power Rangers, the Power Rangers movie. Really? Um, did uh, a song on the Moana uh, nice. movie, movie from Disney. Yeah, shout to Lin-Manuel <laughs> and my man Jordan Fisher. Shout that? to what Ken Bunt, president of uh, Disney. Got you, bro. Um, <laughs> we but, need uh, SeaWorld tickets. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to go to Disney World one day soon. Um, so, yes, more movie stuff. Working with Lin-Manuel, for, you know, the guy, for those who don't know sure. at this point, um, the guy who created Hamilton on Broadway. Um, he's over in London right now working on a project. So he's coming back. And How'd you hook up with him? Um, so I, I linked up with Lin. Um, so it was a funny story. So me and Joel Ortiz... One of the Shouts greatest rappers of all time. Bars. Um, we, <laughs> bars. Bars. Yawa. Uh, we put out an album called uh, Human back in 2015. And that was uh, the year that um, Hamilton hit Broadway. So Lin Manuel, being the Puerto Rican, um, you know, and Joel being Puerto Rican too, um, Joel Ortiz was like one of his favorite rappers, like by far. So um, Lin caught wind of the album, loved the album. I started following him on Twitter. He followed me back, DM'd me, and uh, me and me and Lynn just connected from there. From and he power was just like, fucking social media. That was it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it came full circle. He was working on a Hamilton mixtape. We started doing that. I knew the ANRs at Atlantic already, and the rest was history. So. Yeah. Tell you, your career has been built on yeah. a lot of social media connections, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, listen, it's like I said, it's all relationships. Yeah. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I'm getting a plaque for a, a Disney soundtrack, That's like crazy. Ill Mind, That's crazy. right? <laughs> and the only reason why that happened is because of my my relationship with Lin Manuel, right? And that would have never happened if it wasn't for me and Joelle doing that album together, sure, right? Sure. So it's all these things that kind of interconnect, and that's what we talk about on our podcast a lot, but the the thing that I think producers who are trying to make it don't understand is that shit takes time, and it starts with a person. Mm-hmm. So, like, one person could lead to another person that's going to change your life, sure. you know? And um, I remember when I got that call for the Disney thing, it was just like, Lynn hit me, and he's like, I'm doing this thing for Disney and it's like this new movie and they're working on the soundtrack and like I want you to work on it and I was like cool let's do it and like listen there's thousands of other producers that could have had that opportunity and knocked it out the ballpark but he chose me because of our relationship you know what I mean and that's it that's amazing and congrats for that yeah thank you now now on Twitter you're ill mind straight up uh, Ill, Ill Mind Producer, one and, word. And Instagram? Instagram, same thing. Uh, Facebook, Ill Mind The Producer. Um, and then just IllMindProducer.com. And what about yeah. you, Perfection? Uh, love Perfection. Okay, Love Perfection. Yeah. Love there you go. Perfection. What about you, Atlas? Atlas The Plug. Atlas, Atlas the plug. Atlas the Follow plug. Atlas the plug. <laughs> Atlas the plug is, is yeah. p- part of the yeah. Roseville yeah. music yeah. group. But I guess wait, wait. So what? Oh, um, what else are we working on? You asked me what else are we were yep. working on. Um, so uh, more Blab Chat episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started a party called the eighty twenty party. What does that mean? Um, uh, so it's just like a. 
I guess it's it's um it's not so much like the Blab showcase, but it's more of just like a DJ party, regular party thing. So um it's called eighty twenty party and um it's happening uh once a month so we have our next one actually this week i don't know when you guys are putting this yep. up but it's on the 27th of, of uh april and what does 80 20 mean so 80 20 is like an industry standard thing with the whole 80 20 percentage split okay and so it's really up for interpretation honestly. i thought you meant like 80 20 80 women to versus men it could be it could okay, be. Okay, less sausage fest. Be. I'll be yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be. Um, so, and, yeah, we're doing more parties and then just more cool shit. And then on the on the music side, um, you know, we just put out the Gucci record, uh, Me, Murder Beats, and uh, TM88 from 8 Mafia. We did this song called Coachella. Um, and then uh, more work with Murder Beats, more stuff with Boy Wanda. More just collaborating. I'm collaborating more with- More tune for your top head. More tune. Yeah. <laughs> I'm collaborating with a lot of producers right now. Um, and, and I'm also working on something pretty, pretty, pretty cool yeah. that I literally can't say right now. Cause <laughs> I'll, I'll literally, Fuck you. it'll it literally major. like ruin the entire thing. Nah, but, it's uh, it, it, it's, it's, um, I think this is probably going to be my biggest, biggest year for sure. Nice. So yes. Well, yeah. listen, first of all, I want to say thanks for stopping by. Dude, thank you guys for having me. No, no, no definitely. Me. Listen, I, I always, um, enjoyed, like I said, your just pureness. And I'm proud, and I love to see, you know, somebody like from a, you know, like we spoke about a Filipino descent, yeah. where his mother and father are like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, being able to provide for them or being able mm-hmm. to do things for them. You know, even like, you know, I, I remember even like, I'm thinking of Angela Yee right now, because I just seen her in the fucking studio. I remember her <laughs> talking about... uh you know, buying a car for her father. Yeah. Yeah. Her father being like, "Yeah, you're on the radio, but like, what radio? What's that?" Like, I'm like not even understanding the the power. And then she mm-hmm. like bought him a car. Like, and he was like, "It just, it's not only about money. It's just a point of being yeah. able to. Yeah, it's the pretty remarkable of, of what your hard work." could do and even yeah. not only that even putting other people on yeah having people in your group be able to eat off yeah. you yeah listen l- let me say something uh, for as long as i've been doing this and i feel like i'm just getting started i'm still like super young in this i'm i feel thankful that i started at a very young age but you know like every day that i've done this i've never thought about the money it was always how am i going to pay the rent this month right and it always worked out and i know that sounds crazy but I do believe that is the key to unlocking greatness and unlocking um, in abundance of, of, of money and success. I think the key to unlocking that is doing the opposite, which is not thinking about money at all mm-hmm. and just thinking about what drives you and what, what motivates you and what your passion is and then just tapping directly into that and it'll always work out. And the money becomes secondary. I, I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. But like when you have a ton of money, it, it just, the money doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. And I think having patience, kind of like what you said earlier, is things take time. Yep. So you know, it's just understanding that as long as you keep working and you go hard, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yep. No, time isn't everything. And I tell you one thing: you you have done a lot for the producer community young people coming up to learn to be you know educated and and really to you know with these black kids really you know open your own lane so i salute you for that yeah. i wish you the best and thank you so much yeah. thank you guys so much yeah. man i really appreciate it but listen internet check for ill mind check for the black chat podcast with um ill mind perfection 
Atlas to plug. Yeah. And the Glam. And Glam. What up, Glam? Shout Glam. out to Glam. She's dope, man. Glam Listen, is she's dope. amazing. Listen, and and all the other producers, you know, I think there's a lot to learn from this episode. Mm-hmm. Um just, you know, like I said, there's a lot of gems in here, but I think there's more so just, you know, the journey is is what's inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's so, the journey. So check for Elmai. Listen, he's he's on fucking Power Ranger movies, this fucking guy. Yeah, he's yeah. popping. Filipino the Philip hey. uh, Filipino mob's gonna come after him. <laughs> <laughs> he's on Broadway. <laughs> Internet, see you next episode. Cheer. Later. Yeah. Um.